If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, we talk about something very important right around this time of year. Now, a lot of you are probably or might be stressing out about the holidays coming up. You're worried that you're going to get fat uh, or get out of shape. Now, we understand this. We've been trainers for a very, very long time, so we worked with clients around the holidays, and we've also struggled with this ourselves. So we came up with some tips on how you can help keep yourself fit and healthy during the holiday season. We have seven of them. Uh, We talk about stress. That's a big one. Um, The way you should eat your food in terms of order, proteins and vegetables, first and second. Talk about drinking lots of water, how you can bring a healthy dish, how to eat mindfully, taking a walk after dinner, and then also working out with friends and family, um, and much more in this episode. Now, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, ButcherBox. Now, ButcherBox believes in better. Their mission is to create a world where everyone wins with meat that is better for you, your family, the animals, the farmers, the businesses, and our planet. Typically, the view is in the meat industry that it's a zero-sum game, where if a business profits and consumers pay a low price, the farmers, the animals, and the planet suffer. But it doesn't have to be that way. It's possible to create a world where everybody wins and ButcherBox is actively doing it. Now, here's what they do. They deliver high-quality meat you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed and pasture-raised beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage-breed pork, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to your door on a monthly basis. They actually mail it to your door. You don't have to go to the store to get all this stuff. Now, all of their products are humanely raised, and they're never given antibiotics or added hormones ever. Now, they have a huge promotion going on right now, and you can get this with the Mind Pump hookup. You can get the Ultimate Steak Sampler. Now, this is two New York strips, four top sirloins, two filet mignons, all free in your first order, and $20 off. Here's how you get that. Go to butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump. Also, this month, Mass Performance is 50% off. Now, this is our workout program that's excellent for fat loss, muscle building, and athletic performance. This is a functional workout. It's one of our more popular programs. It's half off. Here's what you do. Go to mapsgreen.com and use the code GREEN50, G-R-E-E-N-5-0, no space, for the discount. Have you guys been to the, gro- the, the store, not the grocery store, like the retail stores? Christmas shit. Oh, it, they just go right past Thanksgiving. Like, they <laughs> yeah. don't even bother with it. They're like, Pfft. Thanksgiving it's, is like the stopping it's point. It's Christmas now. Yeah. I, I like Thanksgiving more than Christmas, to be honest with you. Oh, really? I do. It's really? my favorite holiday. Yep. Well, I'm not going to agree huh? with you there. It's by far, yeah. by far my favorite holiday. Yeah, I'm not going to agree either because we actually our our Christmas dinner is like Thanksgiving dinner. Right. So the perks of the Thanksgiving whole getting together, massive yeah. family, tons of crazy yeah. great food. Yeah. We get it Christmas plus all the gifts and all the other well, shit. Well, so the way I look at it is reverse. Okay. It's, mm. it's like Christmas minus the retail. <laughs> you don't like the retail. No, it's you know, it's expected. It's not the same when you buy some something for someone. Well, I can get down I can get down with that statement we because we eat better meat though in Christmas. Like we've all like sort of like made the decision to to have like more steak on Christmas than have turkey. Get rid of turkey one time. Tur- turkey is a tough meat to to cook right. And uh, not if you eat the not if you eat the the first off frying a turkey 
change your life. Well, Adam attempted that last so, year. He right? did. Yeah, second, pretty good. Second, dark meat. It's all about the dark meat. I got sold on the white meat when I was a kid. Racist. Dark meat mm, wow. is, well, I mean, it's, it's yummy. So it's racist. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> you pour some gravy all over it. <laughs> you know, uh, this is a this can be a very stressful, difficult time of the year for people who are really into maintaining their health and fitness because- Oh, God. How obviously- many, How many clients did you guys have around this time that just freak out? Just like, pandemonium. A lot of them. For no well, reason. You know Especially that- if, you, if, they, if they finally got to a place where they lost weight and they're feeling good, they're like, oh my gosh, it's my first holiday. Well, you know, the, the, yeah. the, average, the, the national average, I believe, is six to eight pounds of fat that people put on between now and New Year's. Now, is that a real statistic mm-hmm. or is that the one that we were told? Well, I mean, it's, I read it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously I mean, took surveys from some yeah, people, yeah. Right? I mean, And yeah. I, I don't know. Who are these people? I, I, from my experience, I would say that's a pretty good guess. I mean, uh, yeah. not only my personal experience, but then also my experience with clients and trainers' clients. Like, I would say a, a, a good and – th- and that is – those are people that were already working out and, like, uh, cared about exercise. So I would imagine the – Average American who doesn't already go to the gym it puts on probably close to that. So are you? they worried like this is the straw that might break the camel's back? Like, yeah, like it, it's just going to like be this cascade I don't know. effect. Doug, look at that statistic. See what? How much weight does the average American gain over during the, the holiday holidays. season? Yeah, because I that's that statistic I used to also repeat, but. Part of me thinks, I wonder if that was one that we were told. Like a scare tactic. To sell more people yeah. in January? Yes. Yeah, to, yeah, to get gym memberships rolling. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm not Tell me to use that January. I'm not going to oh, lie. This is a machine that we have There here. is a good chance yeah. that this is true, Sal. Yeah. There's a good chance that this could be true. Yeah, because January, is, oh, the average American gets 68 pounds, you know, over the whole, let's see. Totally. According to a study published by the New England Journal of Medicine, the average American American's weight increases by 0.4% over Christmas and 0.2% over Thanksgiving. In total, this amounts to around one pound gain per holiday season for the average person. One pound gain? Come yeah, on, dude. That, that, ain't, that, that ain't nothing. Hold on a second. That makes more sense. I mean, yeah, that that's makes, way more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because people gain weight through the whole year, too. So it's yeah. not just the holiday season that they gain weight. That's not very much. Like, oh, now, what does that say? Off the side studies, it's commonly assumed like the average American gains the five pounds between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. But the study uh, authors found that the average was a little less than one pound. Yeah. Wow. Which makes sense if you think Way about- Way more sense. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to do with this episode is I want to talk about like the steps that you can take to not get fat during the holidays. But a lot of this is going to also be around kind of one of the first things that I used to tell all my clients, which was- Myth busting. Yeah, like relax. <laughs> yeah. Like relax. It's Just not, that alone should put you a little bit more at ease. Totally. Like it's not. It, I think that that when you enter into the holiday, because the holidays can be a stressful time for a lot of people, which is mm-hmm. interesting, right? It's like you're going to see a bunch of family you haven't seen in a long time. Uh oh, you know, yikes. Uncle John, who's yeah. a, you know, talks about politics. Uncle and, Rico, the weirdo. Yeah, yeah, you know, Aunt Jenny, who's the alcoholic, whatever. Yeah. You know that type of stress. But then there's also the stress if you're really body conscious and health conscious. Of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to go into this environment where there's pies and cookies and all this food and alcohol and celebration. Like, I don't want to. And I used to always tell my clients, you know, I think going into it with that amount of stress just makes it so much worse. And I'm speaking at a personal experience. When I used to be super, uh, like, body obsessed and I would go into the holidays, I would. It was like it, it really reinforced this kind of binge mm-hmm. or this restrict binge type of mentality where I would go in there restricted and then I would binge. 
and it wasn't about the celebration or it wasn't even about celebrating the food. It just became a, about- a, a consumption, like how much you could cram in. Totally, yeah. totally. So I think stress is a really, really big one. Like relax a little bit. It's about enjoying you know, the people around you, the food, uh, you know, uh, bonding over those things. I think that makes a, a big difference. And also, you know, it's, know that it's a, you know, a once a year type of thing. So the people that you're going to see that may annoy you, you're not going to see them again for another, you know, another yeah. 365 Well, you know, days. I mean, we taught, and you recently brought up that study about the importance of, of relationships when it comes yes. to health. And, you know, I, I think it's something that we, we tout a lot on this show is that, you know, overall health is not just how much body fat I have, how much muscle I built, or how much my bench press is. There's many other aspects of overall health and longevity. And so, you know, and, and a lot of people, if, if you're anything like me and my family, we unfortunately, uh, I'm probably not like Sal's family where we gather together on, on a, a semi-regular basis. The holidays are one of the few times that we all do get together. And so, you know, the last thing that uh, I want to stress about during those times it, while I'm visiting with people I may not get to see for a whole nother year again is what I can't and cannot have and uh, and stressing about, oh, my God, am I going to put on six to eight pounds uh, uh, over this course of the next few weeks? And instead, um, spending time and, and enjoying my family and having great conversation and working on the relationship aspect of my health. I, I think that uh, that's incredible advice. And to be, just be mindful, I think that as long as you go into it and you, you don't eat like an asshole or you don't have a really bad relationship with food where you you know, you totally cut hard or so. Those are probably the people that uh, are that boost this average up. Yeah, are the ones that put so much energy and effort going into it. Of I'm gonna. They're a lot more likely to derail when you're that rigid, right? Because it's like at that point, it, it's hanging on a thread. To everything is so compartmentalized, system like systemized. Where I have to have like all my foods like completely portioned out. Everything has to be just so. Otherwise, like one little slip and it it you know the dominoes just completely fall. When, when you're that rigid and strict with something, what ends up happening is when you step over the line a little bit, the mentality becomes, well, I've already fucked up. Yeah, the fuck it. Yeah. I've already fucked up. Now I'm going to go crazy. Now it's the spiral. And you're going to get the reversal uh, of the, you're going to get the the counter to the feeling of being restricted. So leading up to the point where you finally, let's say you go into the hall and you're really stressed out about it and you're like, I'm going to eat perfect. I'm not going to have a single cookie. I'm not going to have a single piece of pie. I mean, just a little bit of turkey, a little bit of vegetables, yeah. and that's it. And you're going through the day, going through the night. You're with your family. You're doing okay, but you're you're, you're like yeah. you know your willpower. You're just so much willpower. Like I'm not gonna eat yeah. it. I'm hey, not gonna do it. I'm not, and, and then like Aunt Jane comes in with fudge. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, Dude, there's fudge. Exactly. Oh, so forget it all. Yeah. So you're you're, you're so like restricted, and, and and you're using all this willpower, and you and you you can feel it, and then and then you finally break a little bit. You have that cookie. Now in your mind, you're like, well, I've already fucked up. And then because you've been feeling so restricted before, you rebel and go in the opposite direction. This was me. This is how I'd go into these holidays. And it ended up leaving being like, I can't believe I ate. And it's well, it was well beyond enjoying that kind of food. So the stress is a big one. And Adam, you touched upon relationships. If you are disregarding relationships uh, to try to become more perfect with diet and exercise, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul when it comes to your health. You really are because 
your relations and studies have shown this quite conclusively. Your relationships are just as important to your health and longevity as your diet and exercise. It's a very big, and it's of course, it's a big part it's of- It's a huge part of sustainability. It is. So when you go in there, like don't stress so much uh, because that all that, all that stress you're placing on yourself is going to make everything else we talk about in this episode impossible. Now, I'm glad we started there because I think that's the most important message for us to convey. But that doesn't mean that there aren't tips, it's not a hall pass, of course, and strategies and things that either one I, I personally implement or that I teach clients to have a more successful journey through these holidays. Because in the in a in a perfect world, I, I get to enjoy family. I don't stress about the food. I uh, in, enjoy the the different dishes that are there and and have great conversation and you know, some, some wine and whatever. But then at the same time too, I also don't fall way off uh, the wagon and I, I still am in a place where I can manage uh, my fitness goals. So there are certain things that I think that we, we can talk about that are good strategies uh, to this. Mm. And uh, one of the ones that, uh, and I, this wasn't until like way later in my career did I start and I do this not just Thanksgiving, so I think this is a great tip uh, all the time. I think we've mentioned this on the show before. I think it, Thanksgiving, this is an even better strategy. And that's like the order of the foods that you choose, right? So I I like to go after my protein and vegetables first before you indulge on all the carbs and de desserts and sweets and alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I think just eating in that order and not telling yourself I can't have these other things. Sure, I'll if I get to the mashed potatoes. Just potato, prioritizing. Yeah, yeah, I'm just prioritizing the things that my body, which are also still delicious. I mean, yeah. the the meats that are on there, the vegetables that are typically on the plate or on the table are all phenomenal. It's just going, just knowing mm -hmm. that eating those first is naturally going to satiate me a little bit, so that. I don't even have the desire to want to overindulge on the other things. That well, I do the exact same thing. So what I do is, because uh, typically we have big family gatherings, so we'll have anywhere between 30 to 50 or 60 people at my uh, holiday parties. And the way we organize them, because there's so many people, is you, you don't sit down at a table and have food served to you. It's too many people. So we have it all up somewhere, either in the kitchen or buffet whatever. Buffet style. And it's buffet style. We all get in line. And then we walk through and get we get our plate fork and then you you put whatever you want on your plate. And so what I've done is I've done exactly that, Adam. As the first round, I'm going for the proteins and the vegetables. And I'll fill my plate my plate up with all the meat. So let's say there's sausage or meatball or turkey. That's gonna take up a big portion of my plate. Then I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get all the green beans and salads and other types of vegetables people prepared, and then I'll fill up my plate. So my entire plate is vegetables and proteins. And then I'll go sit down and enjoy dinner with the whole family. And then when I'm done with that plate, which, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm eating slowly, I'm enjoying myself. When I'm right. done with that plate- Thanksgiving is normally like a two hour plus type of dinner. Oh right? my God, my family, we're eating the entire time, right? So then when I'm done with that plate, then maybe I'll get up and I'll go back and oh, there's the stuffing, you know, there's the sweet potatoes, there's the you know all the other dishes mashed, mashed that, potatoes whatever and 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 what I and, but I prioritize the more the more what I consider more important foods but they also have satiating properties for example the, the the vegetables tend to be higher in fiber of course you should eat your vegetables to help you with your digestion protein is very very filling it's the most 
satiating macronutrient. And so if you want to work from a, just a hunger standpoint, eating a large serving of protein tends to make us feel a little bit more satiated do, anyway. Do you know this tip and strategy is started for me during Thanksgiving, but carried into my my regular life, like my everyday totally. eating. Mm-hmm. It was something, that, and I remember the the first time I, I kind of implemented this, like, okay, this is how I'm going to eat. And realizing how much I still enjoyed it and didn't feel like I was sacrificing anything. I, I had a, a great uh, time in Thanksgiving and felt like I got to enjoy everything and anything that I wanted. Never felt like I was restricting. And it kind of like dawned on me, like, why do I not approach uh, every meal like this? And forever after that, that's kind of how I address, especially when we go out to restaurants and we eat is, you know, I'll eat in that order. And it's helped me out uh, a ton of not overconsuming, especially since I was a very uh, carb heavy eater in the past where the chips, the breads, the mashed potatoes, the stuffings are all the things that probably would have filled my plate first. And then I have like three ounces of turkey Mm -hmm. because I'm so stuffed from all the other stuff. Yeah. And the other thing too uh, around this is that limit the snacking. So Mm -hmm. uh, what what used to kill me what I'd go and I'd, I'd pick at things, you know, while I'm hanging out, whatever. I'd, I would just make sure it was on my plate. So if I get my proteins and veggies first, and then later if I want to eat other stuff, I'd make sure and put it on my plate and then sit down. And it's just a nice, and again, I'm not stressing. Remember the first thing we said was about stress. I'm not right. stressing over all the stuff, but eating those important things first really helps reduce the amount that you well, eat the other stuff. kind of speaking to both these points and the stress, like I know that alcohol is, is a big part of like one side of my family anyway. Um, where that's, that's something that, I mean, just for just social outings and whatnot, like it, it tends to, to come like in, in a lot more amounts of, of alcohol being available. And so, you know, one thing that I do with that is I'm definitely trying to, you know, have something I'm sipping on and I'm not like, you know, indulging crazy with, with drinking, but, uh, in between I'll, I'll have, I'll make sure to keep hydrating with water and just, that's something that I've, I guess they actually have a term for this now. They call it coasting. So it's like when you're drinking, you're more social and mm-hmm. you kind of elongate that social lubricant, but you're not like, you know, drinking in excess to where it like, cause that to, to me, that, that actually is one of the big components of then, well, the, the, the fuck it all kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, you know, like it inhibits my normal reserves towards like, you know, grabbing all the treats and, eating. you know, it's, you know, what's funny about that is that, um, when you're going in stressed out and you have that restrict mentality, what do you think happens to those people who then drink alcohol? Right. Cause alcohol is a known inhibitor of, you know, it, it'll, it'll reduce your inhibitions, I should say. Mm-hmm. So if you're restrict, restrict, willpower, willpower, you have one drink, yeah. I'm going away. Out the door. Yeah. Out the door. So that's why I think that stress one was real important. Well, even if you're not drinking alcohol, your your tip, Justin, about just drinking water. I mean, that's yeah. another strategy, again, that I, I try and teach clients. Um, a lot of times, uh, the, what we think is uh, hunger or cravings that we're having is just dehydrated yeah. and our body wanting something and wanting to stay, our mouth stay busy and just by sipping on water. So I tend to do that. I'm not as big of an alcohol drinker, although I'll enjoy it with the family when that time comes. I normally will make, because we're together for the whole day, right? So mm-hmm. early on before it's served and we're watching football and hanging out, I'll just, I'll always have like a water bottle in my mm-hmm. hand and I'm just kind of keeping myself busy by sipping on water 
it just makes it easy for me. You know what There's water? A lot of Irish coffee's flowing around. <laughs> you know what water is good for that? Is um, liquid any, death? No, because <laughs> <laughs> it looks yeah. like you're having a beer. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, any kind of um, uh, like seltzer water, like uh, uh, yeah, yeah like water. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. You know, you put a little lemon in there, and it just it's easier to, to I guess sip on. Mm-hmm. It feels like you have a drink versus just a you know thing of water. Definitely. Here's something else that I do, and I started doing this with all my family parties and because I considered myself the ambassador of health for a little while with my family. So when I'd show up to family functions, Did you have a ribbon or anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a hat. Obviously a little sash. A little the ambassador I, of health. When I would show up to family. Super d- d- yes. <laughs> like he's like, just rolls up the front door. <laughs> Hello, your ambassador is here. Yeah. <laughs> like a hall monitor. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh God. Yeah. Everybody put the treats yeah. away. You're I, Sal. Thanks to you guys. I realized my nerdiness. <laughs> it was a full, the full amount of it. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Was, yeah. I just had a vision immediately. So did I. Yeah. I envisioned yeah. like this like knitted sweater with a big <laughs> big H on it. I'm here. <laughs> but no, you know, this is a thing. Any question, I, I'm, anybody. I'm, of course, I was always into working out. I was always into nutrition. So when I'd show up to family functions and I'm bringing a dish, I would always try to bring the healthy dish, the yeah. dish that was the, yeah. the thing that was the healthiest. Now, this is a big one. Like you're showing up to your family. Sometimes I've had clients who've told me this. They'll be like, Sal, there's literally nothing healthy at my family yeah. at these well, that family does parties. Happen for sure. There's they'll say, You tell me to eat vegetables first. Nobody's yeah. serving vegetables. Yeah, they wrapped it in bacon. Salad is jello. <laughs> yeah. It, it just <laughs> so so what I used to tell them is I'd say, You bring it. You make the healthy dish, bring it for everybody. Yeah. Yep. But now you have something that you can eat from that is, you know, somewhat healthy. So bring that healthy dish. It's a very, very important, uh, powerful tip that I used to tell clients that I, I no, use No, that's, yeah. that's such a good tip and strategy. And this is something uh, close to home for me too, is because Katrina's family is uh, not like that. In fact, the, the, the jello, the statement you just made, Justin, it totally reminds me of salad. Yeah. They, the, Bro, it's, that's, mush- the salad was that. On it? And yeah. then any sort of vegetable is, is wrapped and drowned in bacon, butter, and other sweets or caramelized. It's right. like, <laughs> it's like, what it's like yeah, yeah, it's like mostly fat and sugar. And then I get a little bit of vegetable. So, uh, I remember that I told Katrina, I'm like, we have to start bringing a dish or two to these these dinners so I have something to fill my plate up with besides just all this other stuff. So I actually think that's a really good strategy. Instead of making the excuse that there's nothing there that's healthy to eat, uh, be proactive. If you know you're in a family that considers Jello a salad and no vegetable doesn't have cheese, bacon, or butter drowning it, and it's mostly that and very little vegetable – then you know, be the person who makes you know Doug's famous Brussels yeah. sprout. That's the yeah, best. Throw yeah, some way. veggies. Yeah, yeah that's D- always a good Doug's one. Doug's Brussels sprout recipe is the best it's for awesome. because you know you, you don't you bring a big you know plate of <laughs> a big tray of broccoli. Yeah, your family will look at look at you and be like, well, thanks, asshole. <laughs> yeah. stinking up the room. But you bring in his his Brussels sprout recipe, yeah. which is. It's still very, very healthy. It's like a meal in itself. It's oh, so good. We brought that at to last year's Thanksgiving. I think it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. It's the one that I bring. And mm-hmm. and it was gone. Like yeah. my family ate the fuck out of it. It was gone. Everybody was so happy. And I was happy that I was able to provide something that was, you know, really healthy. By the way, this extends to other things as well. So 
Let's say you want to drink. You're gonna come. You're gonna go to your family, big family thing. You're like, God, I want to drink, but like, yep. all the drinks are. Oh, I do this all not the time. so good. Yeah. Bring some White Claw or some shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Bro, that's, that's me. You know? Is that you? Yeah, you're it totally white... is me. I'm the the low calorie alcohol guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally own it. Yeah. You know, just yeah. to kind of help out. Um, uh, your vodka is a good uh, alcohol for that because you can mix that with anything. Right? <laughs> yeah, be yeah. that one of the family members who's carrying a freaking fifth like, of vodka. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute. Mind bump told me to drink straight vodka. That's yeah, why I'm yeah. here. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, hilarious. Um, the other thing, uh, mindfulness, Adam, you touched on this a little bit, um, earlier in the episode, but about being mindful, you know, it's funny. You have to ask yourself when you're eating the food, what is it about eating the food that is enjoyable? Is it the feeling stuffed? Like you can't breathe feeling, or is it the enjoyment of the food itself and the people that are around you? Actually tasting it. Yes, because I would catch myself doing this. I Oh my God, my aunt made her famous stuffing. And I'd come back and I'd... As I'm chewing it and tasting it, all I'm thinking about is the next bite. Right. And I stop myself. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, why am a I, rush. Why am I thinking of the next bite? It's in my mouth right now. Why am I not enjoying this taste now and the people around me? And I realized it was just this impulsive stuffing my face kind of action. So I slowed down, became far more mindful. I would, and I ended up eating less because when you enjoy it, when you stop to enjoy, you actually end up having more fun and eating less. You just reminded me of a tip that actually a client gave to me. I've never done, and I've uh, been meaning to try this. Now I I think that I've I've I practice mindfulness uh, when I eat, and and have been practicing this for quite some time. So it's probably the reason why I haven't implemented this. But when I was teaching this to a client and it was like kind of hitting home like oh my god you're so right I do that I like I'm chewing my food and you've already got the next bite like halfway to your mouth before <laughs> you're even finished swallowing and so he told me something that he started to do that helped him out that so I'm going to share it with everybody else I haven't done it myself to see if it made it, it would make a big difference but he would switch hands between bites. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes. So you, you, you know, know studies show that this works? Every bite? You yeah. Switch hands? So he, he bites, you know, grab with his right hand, you know, you hit your, you get your bite with your right hand and you're chewing it. And then before you take the next bite, you have to switch to the other hand. And just uh, the transition yep. of that makes you kind of stop. That's a cool idea. I know. I just, it, now obviously it's a little tough to chew with your, or cut with your other I'm hand. Terrible with my left hand. Though, but that's it? part of causing you to, it's yeah. what's also causes you to be more mindful is because, it is harder to shovel it in your mouth because it's not impulsive, and you, you can't be as impulsive or, or reactive because you have to think for a second. Oh, yeah. oh got to grab it with my left. Studies have actually shown that techniques like that work. Oh, really? Yes, because it's no different than eating when you're watching TV and you're not thinking about what you're doing and you're just eating. Mm -hmm. If you stop and think about what you're doing, and because that's what mindfulness really is. So, mind, people ask, like, what does that mean, mindful? Like, what the hell does does mindfulness actually mean? It means being present. Oh, look at that. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that the study he pulled it up? Yeah. Yep, it actually works. You eat less if you eat, especially if you eat with your non-dominant hand. So the studies are, rather than switching hands, eat with your non-dominant hand and people tend to eat much less. And it's because, again, you have to concentrate. Oh, my left hand, I'm not as coordinated. I have to be more present, focus on balancing this food on my fork and so that you're, you're, you're just more mindful. And that's, again, mindfulness is just being present. So when you're eating the food and enjoying the food, you're not thinking of the future, which is the next bite. Yeah. And to, to kind of go into this a little further, like I remember when we were meeting with Paul Check and he's talking about not drinking as you're eating. Uh, yes. And that, that sounds like so duh, but for me, 
I would always take massive bites and then try and like wash it down, wash it down yeah. because I had to cram it in because it was so big and I would choke. Otherwise, you know, it was just like, like it didn't even dawn on me that I should probably just sit there for a little bit longer and chew it even further to allow, you know, my body to be able to swallow and digest it properly. Well, that's, you just named like two big tips that I given before, which is, uh, there's also actually a whole diet book written around this and I forget what the title is, but it's a, about uh, counting how many times you chew. Mm-hmm. Like it's like 40 or 50 times. Like if you just chewed your food every time, 30 or 40, yeah. or 50, I don't remember the number, what they recommend, but just chewing it that many times every time, what a, what a difference that makes in the reduction of you calories. Don't, you don't even have to do that though. If you if you just don't drink at all while you're eating, right. you'll automatically- That's why I say he forces you. You, you, you nailed yeah. like two big tips yeah. that you either one you can use or both, which is one, being mindful of how many times you actually choose the food, chew the food, or two- just not having any sort of fluid. So you're forced to. So yeah, you're forced to totally. chew it all the way up. Now here's the other thing. Um, eat the desserts and f- the foods at the holidays that are meaningful. So what does that mean? Okay, so you go to, I'll give you an example. I'm at uh, you know Thanksgiving dinner and I've got all these foods around me and my aunt made her homemade mm. You know, you know, special cookies that she only makes on Thanksgiving, and my right. other my other uncle made his you know special peanut brittle or whatever. And then there's Oreo cookies. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna eat the fucking yeah, Oreos. Oreo. Cookies. Who's the asshole that brings Oreo cookies just, to Thanksgiving? <laughs> but, <laughs> That's the last time they get invited to my Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Fucking guy. But you Oreo but, cookies. But you know what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah, have yeah, all these yeah. meaningless foods that you could have any time during at any point during the year. Right, right. Don't eat those. They're not. They have no meaning behind them. Eat the foods. That are meaningful. So I, I don't have a problem with eating desserts, but I try to seek out the desserts that have some meaning, the stuff that I'm not going to get uh, you know, Is all there the time. one specific food you can think of in terms of like the holiday? So either it's Thanksgiving or Christmas that's like somebody makes that's like the food. Oh, well, so two things. So we have pasta al forno, um, and we always have that on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. And yeah. so I normally don't eat pasta but I definitely eat it when it's there because I don't get it all the time. And then the other one is my aunt's stuffing. She has this stuffing that she makes that's insane. Oh, yeah. And I'll have it. And I never have it. I never have stuffing at any other time, so I make sure I have it. Uh, so, you know, yeah, Christmas morning, uh, it's a tradition. My grandma is still with us. Uh, she's like 97 now. Oh, wow. Good for her. Um, but, yeah, it makes uh, it's called patitza. It's like a, a Danish bread that, that's like uh, it's got hazelnut to it. It's all like like homemade and ground up. It's it's amazing, but you just put butter on it, and it's it's that's the thing. That's the food. We have a, a hundred year old recipe of stuffing that's been in the family forever. So that's like, and my mom makes it, and it's unbelievable. So it's a, a must for me every time. Yeah, but you ever notice that, like, you're you're at the family party and you've got all these amazing foods, and then there's random like snacks yeah. and stuff, bowl of chips, whatever. Oh yeah, get rid of all that. Just yeah. go to the, the 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 meaningful stuff. Yeah, like exactly. Said. It's yeah. worthless. Like yeah. I could have potato chips any time of the year. Not gonna have no, that. No, that's a great point. Stick to the meaningful. And so that's really all. That's what I mean by being mindful. And what's here's the side effect of being more mindful by, you know, paying attention to the food, paying attention to the people around you and the relationships and actually enjoying things and only eating foods that are meaningful. Here's the side effect that I learned this about it years ago was it made the holidays much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I actually really got way more out of the holidays by being more mindful. So it's not like, and the reason why I'm saying that is because I think sometimes people think, oh, I'm not going to enjoy as much as I have to restrict myself or I'm not going to eat as much as I whatever. Actually, the opposite is true. It's less stressful and more enjoyable 
when you're more mindful because you're in the moment. You're, you're being present with everybody. So, so I want to say that one. Now, here's another one. Do you guys do a, a big family walk after dinner or do you guys go walking with like anybody in particular? Well, yeah. this, this is another, uh, so we used to play basketball. It's like, so Katrina's whole family plays basketball. And so that has been um, a family tradition ever since I've been a part of her family is about two hours or so after we have this this big meal, we all go go outside and we play play basketball for a few hours, which is phenomenal that we get all this extra calories that we've burned. Uh, now there's been years. I, one of the years I had uh, my torn uh, Achilles, so I wasn't able to play ball, and so we still went for a walk. And this is another one of those kind of habits that probably started around Thanksgiving that again has bled into uh, other aspects of my life. In fact, I was getting interviewed this morning and was talking about this exact thing and and, and these behaviors that originally I implemented to combat. Uh, excess calories or to help me stay in shape that later on I began to attach to uh, values that uh, had nothing to do with my aesthetics, for example, walking. And, you know, it started off with, oh, I, I, I ate, I should go walk and burn some calories or whatever. And later on realized like, wow, one, um, how much that helps with my digestion. Like just Going for a walk after you eat a, a big heavy meal like huge that. effect mm -hmm. huge studies studies support this hundred percent that getting up moving gravity uh, just the gravity alone by standing so rather than sitting after you eat but moving and contracting the muscles that surround your digestive organs like every time you take a step and walk there are muscles that move through the body that almost massage the intestines and get your body to digest food better this is proven. Time and time again with studies. So that was something that I connected. And then the other thing was, and I guess maybe this is, I've noticed this more um, today um, than probably two decades ago. Um, and, you know, how attached we can be to our cell phones. Like, mm -hmm. And even at a family event with everybody and so mm -hmm. like that, it's, we now live in this time where uh, it's really easy for you to be looking down at your phone or scrolling through Instagram or whatever the fuck you're doing on there because it's now become like a limb for all of us. And just taking off for a walk after we eat like that and leaving our phones uh, at, at the house and going for a walk, what that's done uh, besides the digestion, besides the calorie burn that I'm getting from, from that uh, and feeling better, uh, not lethargic after eating – but just for relationships. Totally. Um, and it's a practice that um, I was sharing earlier this morning that uh, this has been a game changer for my relationship with Katrina. We've been together for nine years. And, um, you know, you could you can get very comfortable in a relationship and take the other partner for granted. And many nights can I come home and, you know, sit on in front of my phone or my computer and work all night and basically kiss her goodnight. And we didn't have much deep conversation. It was mostly, oh, the laundry, we need to do this. Oh, could you help me with that? Or hey, could you go to the grocery store? Very surface level mm -hmm. conversations because you're, you're, you're thinking about the day to day and you're distracted by uh, work or the, this tool or this thing that you have. And, you know, going off and, and taking a long walk uh, helps me reconnect and reconnect to her. And it's something that uh, again, probably started from a, a Thanksgiving type of tradition that I try to do to originally combat putting on body fat, but has served me uh, not only for those purposes, but more importantly, in other aspects of my life, like keeping a good, strong connection and relationship. It's funny because uh, Courtney and I both 
like help to implement that is is something that we've done the, the past few years but it's because it was in like stark contrast that we used to just <clears throat> i mean go right to watching a movie or you know something like that that was like tradition and then everybody's just you know lethargic and, <laughs> and passing out and you know <laughs> everybody's just like not communicating anymore and and then you know the opposite of that now we go for a walk we'll, we'll take pictures of all the kids the cousins together at this tree that's at the end of the walk and it becomes this thing where we all come back we all have this energy still that we pour into activities and competitive games and you know card games and it's just a lot more interactive so it just sparks that you know that socialness yeah they studies found that walking post what's called postprandial or, or you know post meal um increases satiety because it gets the body digesting so that you get that signal that says oh you know we don't want to eat anymore it actually uh, blunts the blood sugar spike quite significantly. It's actually a pretty, pretty good effect um, at walking after you eat. So it's got those health effects. And then, of course, what you guys are talking about, like I, it's, a, it's something that my family's done for a long time. After a big meal, you know, I'll either go with my dad or my uncle or more often than not, it's with my brother and my cousins. And we go for like a nice, you know, 40-minute, one-hour walk. And we're not like power walking. We're going for a stroll, having fun conversations, laughing, whatever. Maybe my cousins will, you know, spark up a joint or something, and we'll just laugh about it or whatever. And it's just an, it's a nice part of the of the whole process, rather than sitting around the food or falling asleep. It actually makes a big difference. You know, one of the uh, traditions that I've had a lot of clients, and I know here in San Jose they do this, and I think for the most part, most uh, you know, big cities for sure, and uh, most towns I think do this, is uh, the turkey trots. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of them, that was that's like their morning. They normally start. Oh, they really, do that the morning of, right? Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. The morning of is they'll they'll take off and do that. So you know, you get a nice, and they could be something that. And I know a lot of them that just do it to walk, and for that exact reason, of getting up early and creating mm-hmm. movement early mm-hmm. on because they know they're going to be eating uh, later on in the day. But you know, man, if you get up and do like a turkey trot in the morning, you, you walk walk or jog or run a few miles to start your day. And then after you have a nice, great meal, you make sure to go and go for another 20 minute to an hour long walk afterwards. Those two things in alone, uh, it would be almost hard to consume enough calories to counter that good work. I mean, totally. it's, the, the amount of calories that it takes to put on one pound of body fat is you got to eat in a, a north of 3000 additional calories than what your body needs. And so if you're moving and exercising like that in that day, uh, to eat that many calories, it, believe it or not, it's almost challenging to do. It totally yeah. is, and which brings me to another one. that I This is something that I've done now for, I want to say, eight or nine years in a row, um, and that is to schedule workouts with my family and friends. Again, you know, I'm the fitness and health guy in my family, and so initially the way the way I would do it is, you know, I had my, this is back when I had my personal training studio, is we would either do workouts before the holiday or we do a workout after the holiday, which was the day after Thanksgiving, which I still do to this to this day. I bring my cousins all together and we do our post-Thanksgiving uh, workout, we used to call it. We all meet together and we, we train. Now, my workouts are different um, than when I'm working out alone. This is more of a bonding thing, but we're still active. We're still lifting weights. We're still So if you're like a fitness fanatic and you're afraid that you're – you're, it's going to be hard to get your workouts in because of family stuff. Invite your family. And you know, a lot of these people probably would enjoy coming with you. Now, you're probably going to have the responsibility of leading the workout. And I'm sure it's not going to be the same kind of workout that you normally do. 
but it's much better than no workout. And it, it is a really, it's really an enjoyable well, I time. Well, I joined your yeah. family last year. That's right. So, I mean, it's, it's a good time, right? No, it was absolutely. It's, uh, you know, we did. We sparked up a joint. We, uh, uh, saw who could lift the could do a single pull up the with the most weight attached to them. <laughs> yeah. We did we did a bunch of macho things, yeah, but, but it was great. I mean, there was probably what a good six or eight of us, I think, that yeah. were there that morning, and uh, you know, music blaring in the background, having conversation, laughing. I mean, we go sometimes five ten minutes with nobody lifting any weights, and then all of a sudden we're all lifting weights for a little while, or we're trying maxes out on certain things, and I, I think that uh, just that. Us being together, the the benefits of the, the us uh, having great conversation with each other and enjoying each other, not having a bunch of food and crap to be picking at during that time. We're we're moving, we're exercising. Well, we're, I mean, a lot of there's a, if you're like a, a real fitness fanatic and you're traveling, you, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna be out of town and it's gonna be hard to find a workout. Ask your family members. Say, hey, you know. Uh, you want me to? You want to follow me through a workout? You know, Saturday morning or whatever. Oh no, you're going to work out too. No, 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 I'll take you through an appropriate workout. Let's all hang out together, and I'll take you guys through some stretches, and then make it fun. You'll get your workout. The family members will get their workout, and it's a great. It's really a great time, and it's, I'm telling you, it's a. It's something I do every single year now. I've done it for almost ten years. We do sort of. Well, it, it's sort of a mountain man workout. I mean, the next day we're we're cutting our Christmas tree. And, oh, that's great. I, and I'm like lifting rocks with the kids and we're throwing them and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I would make it, make a whole like act, outdoor activity event out of the whole day. So that's think, pretty fun. Think about it this way. You know, your, 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 the holiday season is a great way. It's one of the best ways. Cause it does get people together to train and work on your relationship, spiritual, emotional fitness. Those are all parts of your health and wellness, just like your physical fitness and the dietary, you know, your nutritional fitness, you are working on other aspects of your fitness. So think of it that way. You're going into a time where you have the ability to, okay, I'm not going to be focusing so much on my dietary perfection or my physical fitness type stuff, but I get to work on these other aspects of my fitness. And then you get to incorporate what you do best, which if you're listening right now and you're, you know, mind pump listener, you probably love working out and you probably love eating healthy. You can incorporate some of those things by some of the strategies that we talked about. Along the lines of the, the training and working out too, um, you know, we're talking about like post uh, Thanksgiving, right afterwards, and putting a lot of those calories you could use. There are there are good strategies strategies to the, the day before leading into that and getting like I like to get a real heavy hard training session. Oh yeah, totally. The day before because what we what we know is if you if I stretch myself uh, like that as far as like a really heavy strength training or a high volume training day, I know that my body is going to be wanting and needing additional calories. So what a great time to stretch the body like that, knowing that mm-hmm. I'm going to be probably overfeeding it the next day. So I I love to get um, a really good hard session in of lifting uh, the day before going into Thanksgiving. Too. Totally. So, But again, the first thing we talked about, don't stress, enjoy it. It's the holidays. They come once a year. And uh, Mind Pump wishes everybody happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas. And with that, go to mindpumpfree.com uh, and download all of our free resources. We have resources on training, nutrition. Uh, we have resources for personal trainers. Make sure you go check them out. You can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, 
and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.